a seriously pointless conversations about culture. Your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geeky things throughout the United States and I don't know where else, but that's the kind of thing I'm going with today. So <laughs> today I am not joined by one of our regular guests. I'm actually joined by uh, one of the excellent hosts from Not Your Father's Podcasts, uh, one of the tripod, uh, legs of the tripod, if you would. He yeah. hails from all the way over in uh, sunny California as well. Uh, it's Jesse. Oh, Jesse, how you- Sunny Arizona, actually. Oh, Arizona. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I thought you guys were all in California. Okay. Well, that's 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 kind of interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, two of the three tripod legs are in California. Okay. So, but it's still sunny. So I was halfway there. So yeah, I, I should yeah. I should get, I should get to know where you're from a little bit better, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I I'm from Arizona. Well, I'm from California originally. I met uh, Beto and Mike from Not Your Father's Movies over in uh, California. We all went to school together. Um, yeah, and we got to know each other. We all love movies. We've all been bullshitting about movies for years. Probably like 10 years at this point. There you go. Uh, yeah, and so we decided to do a whole podcast about that. And on top of um, movies, I also really like board games as a nerdy personal pursuit. Hey, you know what? That's yeah. that, and that is an excellent segue for like what we're what we're going to get into today, guys. Is is uh, we're actually going to be talking about one of the uh, I guess premier board games of the twentieth uh, century yeah. is Settlers of Catan. It's it's a classic uh, that a lot of people have played. I mean, even even my even some of my relatives who are like not really nerdy at all. They're just like, Oh, we found this really random obscure game one time at Walmart of all places back <laughs> in like the early two thousands. And we ended up playing it, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that, you know? So it's, it's, it's one of those games that I guess is really kind of set the stage for board games throughout the world. And we're kind of digging that a little bit in it, uh, kind of to follow up but yeah that's 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 an awesome kind of start uh to the episode because i mean being a kind of a an aficionado as you said of board games yourself i mean you've probably been playing this one for a while right oh yeah me and my family we've been playing it for for years i actually haven't played it in a couple of years because we played it so many times we got so tired of it i know it gets you yeah. get a little burnt out sometimes don't you oh yeah yeah eventually like you've traded all the sheep you traded all the all the brick or clay <laughs> with each other, and you're like, yeah. "All right." You could only right. build the longest road so many times before <laughs> I, you're just like, "I'm done. I'm so done with this." Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. So let's let's let's. I mean, let me ask you this. Um, so where did you actually uh, uh, first run into Sellers of Catan? Can I ask you that? Yeah, that was um, at a family Thanksgiving. My okay. cousins brought it over. This was. Um, I think like 15 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. So Thanksgiving, they brought it over. They're like, Hey guys, we have a new game to play. Normally we play something like taboo or like some sort of word game, word party game. This, this was different. They're like, guys, we have a strategy game for you and it's not risk. It's not going to last for 10 hours. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's other horrible yeah. memories right there for me. Oh. too. So. Yeah, bittersweet so, memories. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, years. So, and just to put it in, in perspective, we used to do like a family vacation with like my couple. My uncle, my dad is a big family, so he's got like six brothers and like another an older sister. And so we would like all go down to vacation together and, and down to the beach or whatever. And they would bring risk, and it would always be a week long game. But the brothers, uh, what what they would do is they would all team up on the younger kids and eventually <laughs> defeat us, and then they would like truce, truce, and they would just quit. And I'm like, you guys suck. 
(laughs) And they would do that every single time. And every single time you think they're going to like go against each other, but they wouldn't. And it just made me love and hate risk so much. Yeah. But yeah, you always always think there's a chance because you have an army of like a hundred dudes you'll randomly get. And you're like, Oh, that's it. I can wipe everybody out. And then the next turn, somebody gets 102 dudes. And then, uh, and then you're gone. You slowly whittle your will you away. You're like, I can survive (laughs) if I just take over Australia. It's great. (laughs) But no, it'll never last. They'll eventually invade. Eventually, like somebody's like, I'm going to put a thousand units like right there on that one point and just invade you and relentlessly like (laughs) hit you like a rock, like water running against the rock. It's eventually going to wear you away. But yeah, yeah, we're 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 not talking about risk. We're talking about (laughs) other strategy games, which that's 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 that just shows. But you know how much we love our games. But um, so you you. You first kind of uh, ran into the game kind of at a family function, right? So yeah. how, where did where did it go from there? From there, so my cousins introduced it. We all really liked it, and then um, and then from there, I think my brother and my and my sister bought it, and then we had like just family games for for years on end. Like to this day, I still go uh, like even though my sister lives in California, I still go over to her house every Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving, every New Year's. That's the whole damn thing, you know. Every New Year's. <laughs> and we played board games well up till midnight um, for, like, hours on end. And Catan was always a staple of that. Um, so, like, even if I didn't see my family for a while, because, you know, we've, we're all different ages or whatever, all of our own families, like, the, uh, New Year's Catan was always a thing. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's been basically a family tradition. And it got us to branch out to even more games afterwards yeah um, so yeah so so let me ask you this so talking about branching out a little bit what other games are you into like i know like board game wise because i know i know oh. I, I love board games <laughs> but i i have i do not have the fascination of them as like say james i would so i really wanted to have james on here with me with you yeah. because he is i'm talking like he is he's like you he has a whole shelf like a whole bookshelf <laughs> just games <laughs> That he's collected over yeah. the years. That's the kind of guy he is, and he loves these kinds of things. And this is this is kind of where I got my fascination with board games too. So that's awesome. What are some of your What are some of your top games other than Catan? Um, I, I've got a I've got a handful. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now that I have an extra nerdy pursuit in board games, which is I actually play some solo board games. Okay. Um, that's been my substitute for video games for probably like the past five years. I get I work on a computer all day, and I get so sick of staring at a screen. That I like understand. playing with something, yeah, doing something physical, but still being able to, um, I don't know, level up a character and doing a dungeon crawl is still something I, I like to do. So I do that through board games now rather than video games. So um, I have some games that I like to play by myself, like uh, Mage Knight, that's one of my top ones, or Spirit Island. Um, I also play Spirit Island with friends too, but like it's such a crunchy game that you can't really play with more than two people. Otherwise, everybody's head just hurts. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot of numbers, probably. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so many numbers, way too many numbers. And then, uh, and then my top two games to play if if I have a crowd of people and I want to either introduce them to a game or or play a game with them, it's um, Cosmic Encounter. That's my that's my favorite. Uh, it is it's a wild game. No game is ever the same. Everybody plays a random race every, of huh. of alien every game, and uh, it's totally different. Any one of these races could be a brand new board game in and of itself, but there's like 50 of these guys. 
It's great. That sounds, that sounds really cool. I've never heard of that one. I have to look that one up later. That'd be a fun one to, for uh, to James because James and I like like stuff like that. We like playing big strategy <laughs> games. The wives, not so much. They kind of hate it when we get yeah. together because they know we're either gonna like team up and try to go <laughs> after them, or we're gonna like just butt heads the entire time, and then they'll oh, just yeah. wait. They just come. They basically kind of like Jackie and, and Kelly just kind of like shift to <laughs> the ashes, and they're like, "Do you want to be friends, Jackie?" And they just they like kind of go off and do their little thing. <laughs> That's what they do. So, uh, well, I can tell you, Cosmic Encounter is one of those games that I can get my wife to play. That's she cool. actually likes it, and also like it is strategy, but there's like it's kind of kind of wild and zany. Like um, you you have to attack people, but the game dictates who you're going to attack, and then you have to ally with people. So it's like okay. this constant backstabbing, and everybody expects it. It's great. That um, sounds really fun, actually. Yeah. Um, and then the second game that I've been playing a lot with a game group recently is called um, uh, The King's Dilemma. I've never heard of that one either. I mean, okay. This is a new game, and the pitch is kind of wild. Imagine, imagine you're uh, a leader of a house in the Game of Thrones world. Only it's okay. not Game of Thrones world. Okay. It's a bunch of leaders dictating policy throughout a kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you can either raise a kingdom to glory or or send it to ruin. In my particular group, we have sent this kingdom to absolute ruin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have we've done some terrible things. <laughs> You're like what and, child labor? Yes, <laughs> something similar. Yeah, <laughs> that has happened. Uh, we've purposely gone to war. Uh, we we've we've uh, made zombies appear out of nowhere um, because. It started out as a noble pursuit to feed the poor and then it ended terribly. Um, <laughs> well, it's you a, know. Yeah. It's also a game where you can only play the campaign like one time through. Okay. Because it's like a game where you have to open up the, it's like a choose your own adventure. Depending on the policy that you vote for, you open up a new envelope, which has a new series of policies for you to vote on. That is and really so, cool. So we all backstab each other and randomly vote with each other. And we are progressing this story to do something totally unique. Um, that nobody else that has a sporting game has ever experienced before, and that's awesome. That that, that sounds cool. So that's I, my brain is like, I need to write everything down. But I know I'm gonna listen to it. A th- I'm gonna listen to this podcast a thousand times here in the future to like make sure everything sounds good. So I'll probably okay. write it down at some point. That's great because I always like to find new things that we play. Because you know, a lot of times in our group, we're very much a like. Uh, so it's is a group of it's a uh, three husbands and wives. So you got yeah. six people, and then one of the wives sisters comes over and she plays with us as well. We usually do a lot of RPGs and uh, like D and D pathfinder, things like that. Oh yeah. Classic and fun so, stuff. But, but like every once in a while we're like, man, I need a break from this. Let's play some board games. And we, I don't think we've really gotten anything new in the last like year or so. Like I think trying to think of some of the games we usually play, like we'll play like, uh, like, Small World, uh, mm. King of Tokyo, Hex Hex, Pandemic, things that you can have a lot of people play, and it's usually a little bit more party-centric, but but it, yeah. rec- least recently, um, I kind of, I, I bought Twilight Imperium on a whim, and I was way, <laughs> that went way, I, I pulled the, when the booklet is literally, to like, to play the game, is like a fucking novel, it was, I was like, holy shit, I should have done a little more research on this. Yeah, I was just like, so this is that's gonna be one of those, like you said, I'm gonna try and talk to my buddy to see if he wants to maybe try and start and play because I was looking up online and it's like apparently some of these games can go on for months. 
Yeah. And I was just like, that was a bit of a time sink. So I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I told him, I was like, you have to choose James Twilight Imperium or wow. Cause right now he likes, cla- he like wow classic. He likes to play that with some yeah. people and he's just, it's, it's good stuff. So Man. But yeah, those, that's kind of what I am playing. But yeah, I, I kind of had the same uh, kind of idea as you whenever I was talking, you know, kind of going back a little bit to your uh, first introduction with Catan. Um, I know I'm kind of zigzagging everywhere through here, but like whenever uh, my aunt actually introduced me. So, um, and she is, like you said, not even a board game enthusiast whatsoever. She yeah. got it from uh, a relative of hers that lives in uh, Norway, actually. Um, and they came over to visit her probably back in like, 2005 okay. so like you said i was about oh, 15 yeah, about, about, the same time. about 15 20 years ago uh which is kind of funny you say that but it's uh, that was about the time that everything started like all the board games and stuff started to come in like european board games started to really saturate the united states the american market as it were mm-hmm. and that's kind of where i got into that first and i was like well I'm like board games aren't like monopoly or risk and it's like you can you can still have that competitive feel to it but it's like not really it's still not like super involved, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, yeah. it's but it's still complicated enough that it like tweaks your brain a little bit and gets you going. Like, how I want to do this? Like, what goal mm-hmm. do I want to go? Do I want to have the most settlements? Do I want to want to have the longest road? Do I want to have like like whatever? Do I want the largest standing army? It's like whatever it is, yeah. you know. Yeah, but or or do you want the most cities? Or do you want the guy who just has tons of sheep? Yes. And then you trade out all those sheep. <laughs> I am. I will be warm as fuck, and you can deal with it. I may not be able to build houses, but my people are warm. It's all that matters. It's just like who thinks of this? It's like okay, whatever. You know, sheep are great, but but yeah, that's that's. I kind of uh, that's where I first got into it a little bit, like my first board games, and then like you said with New Year's Eve. It's funny you bring that up, but that's where. Um, we, uh, my buddy James and I, we really started. So he, he's, he's a doctor, he's a doctor at one of our local hospitals. And so he was away a lot of times for like med school and things like that. But I would be here at home and his mom and dad would always throw like a big, uh, New Year's Eve party and things like that. And so you'd have like my mom and dad and all some of the other church friends would come over. Well, they would come over and his brother would come in. His brother's actually a priest now and he'd come up from seminary. And we'd all sit there and we'd all get drunk and play things like Orc, Arkham Horror or Settlers of Catan and things like that. And then, like you said, we'd be up to like midnight or two in the morning playing. And it was so much fun. That just brings back all those memories. Like when he's, I, we haven't done it. And we didn't do it last year, obviously, because of COVID reasons. But yeah. but it was, I just, it made me kind of think, like, man, I can't wait to do that this year because I, I know they're going to try and do it. Hopefully we could all get together and do that. I was kind of hoping, hoping for that. But, but yeah, that's... That's yeah. It's just funny how everyone kind of like you, everyone kind of has similar life experiences, right? Like you yeah. all kind of did the same things, but yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, so that's cool. I'm, I'm so, glad we both have the the New Year's Eve board game tradition. I, um, I maybe maybe it's just something because I all I know is that was the same year. Last time I remember playing it with them, that was the first year that they decided they were going to make um, they made grappa for fun. <laughs> which is an al- it's alcohol. I don't know if you're familiar with it's 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 no. a, an Italian it's an Italian alcoholic beverage. It's literally just basically uh, Italian moonshine. It's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know where this is going. Oh, so great. they're like they're like try this, and I'm like, oh, it's so smooth. And they're like, oh, by the way, it's like it's like 45% alcohol. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> I just shot it. And I'm like, oh, this is good. And I'm like thinking they're giving me something like, you know, cheap or whatever. And no, 
that's the kind of people is that's the kind of person his dad is. So he's like, "Well, just try this, Dave." And I was I was trashed after like an hour. <laughs> I was like, "Dan," I'm like, "That's not a nice thing to do, man. That's not a nice thing to do." I, I had the you worst warned me. Yeah. I know. No, they don't warn you at all. They're awful people. So I have they have, they have I mean I, I say that sarcastically, obviously, but yeah. they're great. They're they're great, but. But yeah, speaking of like family like interactions, that's kind of where uh, uh, Siddler's of Catan comes from, right? I don't know if you you know a whole lot about it, but let me let me kind of do a quick little rundown. So sure. yeah. obviously we're talking about Settlers of Catan, which is you know it's affectionately known as just Catan or simply Settlers. It's a uh, multiplayer board game designed by Klaus Tuber. Uh, I'm gonna probably mispronounce his name, but it was first published in 1995 in Germany uh, by Cosmos Games. Um, and, and like I said, the whole kind of basis of this is that uh, players take on roles of settlers that are attempting to build and develop holdings while trading and requ- acquiring resources. And players gain points as their settlements grow. The the first to reach a set number of points, typically 10, um, and uh, that's the person that wins. Um, but yeah, but since then, like I said, they, they have added so many more things on it. So like, I'm just curious uh, on my end. Do you, what, what do you, did you, did you know that, um, this originally came from Germany or did you just think it was just one of those games that they threw into the ether at all? I, I knew it came from Germany. I, I don't know much about, um, the creator though. Um, but yeah, I, I know this was like a huge, I, I think in general board, board games like this are, were always bigger in, in Germany or yeah, so- in Europe in general. Yeah, so I kind of do a little bit of research on this. So it was back in the probably mid '80s that uh, board games were still were getting really big in uh, West Germany. So this was still before the fall of the Berlin Wall. Okay, and and so you had East and West Germany, and so in East in uh, West Germany, uh, they had a lot of. Um, how do I put this? Uh, they had a lot of uh, family time or downtime where people would get together and they would okay. start to play board game, play board games. It was pretty normal. It's kind of like in Russia, people like to play chess, things like that. Sure. Um, but like in Germany, they they like they like to do strategy games a little bit more. And so is always kind of this. There was always kind of this homegrown idea of like. Um, uh, people making their own kind of games at home and then trying to take them to. Uh, publishers and trying to have them uh, uh, published for at least the European market was a lot bigger at that time. Um, but they actually uh, got this idea. Mr. Uh, Klaus actually uh, uh, got this because he didn't really like his job. Honestly, <laughs> like most of us, like most of us were just like, why do you do this? Well, I don't really like what I do for a living. It's just, it makes money and it keeps my family and it clothes on food in my family's mouths and clothes on their back. But you know, it's like, what do I really have a, what do you have a passion for? You know, you know, it's sometimes it's like, so he was actually a, uh, a dental, uh, what did I call He's a dental lab job. So basically he owned uh, a dentistry essentially, but he wasn't a dentist. I don't think so. That sounds really boring. I, and I'm right. He inherited but the thing of this. He inherited it, so it was like his. Is my father had this, and I had this, and if I, my kid is going to have this, so it's like you well, have to. Yeah, you have to keep it. You have to yeah. keep going. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah. what's not the love about teeth? You know. <laughs> oh. Oh. Sorry, yeah. I would not be that person. Like I, I, even though like from my my my, I, I deal with the public on a regular basis for my job, and I could only imagine like 
putting your hands in somebody's mouth. I'm like, oh, oh no, I don't, you know, I don't do, yeah. I don't do that. It, it would take somebody who does that with teeth uh, to come up with a game where you trade like wheat and and sheep as fun. You know, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds about right. It's very, very methodical, a kind of kind of thing. It's yeah. just like hmm, you're sitting there just cleaning somebody's mouth. Like, man, I wonder what I could do today. Like, maybe I'll make a board game. You're just sitting there and you're like talking to yourself, and people are like, "What is he talking about?" Like, he just starts talking about how he wants to do like uh, 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 sheep and wheat. He's like, "Hmm, wheat sounds like a good idea." And the people are just thinking he's going nuts. He's just cleaning their teeth. That's the kind yeah. of shit I would probably do. You they know? probably just like, kept nodding their head too. Like, like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. that, that sounds great. Well, it's great, yeah. Like, I'll ask him a, maybe he would ask him questions or something like that, like, while they had shit in their mouths. Like, you know, what what dentist, dental hygienist does, doesn't does do that? They're like, oh, hey, how's your family doing? And you're just like, gee, thanks. Ask ask me a, a question while you got, like, a, a tool shoved in my mouth or you're suctioning out water in my mouth. What's weird is how often they understand. Yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> that is I'm, a skill like, in and of itself. Yeah, you know, they're like, they're like, oh, hey, you know, the family's doing great. Oh, yeah, that you're good. Little Jimmy just turned 15. That's great. And you're just like, oh, I don't know how you got that out of there. But, you know, we'll go with it. Like you said, it's a whole another whole other ballpark on that end. But yeah, so he he was very much of the mind that he, he didn't really like his job. So he was trying to find an outlet because at that time period, like most people in like West Germany, you know, they're still kind of coming out of that uh, that World War II kind of like mentality too. Yeah. Like a lot of these people were like probably kids when World War II happened or very, very young after the reconstruction kind of happened. So they're kind of like, oh, you know, you know, a job's a job. I have to do my job kind of thing. And much like, you know, uh, uh, our our greatest generation was for us. They're like a job's a job. So you do your job. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and you don't ask, you don't you don't complain or anything like that. But so he kind of wanted to find an outlet for his creative energy, which apparently he had an abundance of. And he actually started going to um, these uh, board game conventions, which apparently it's one of the first ones in the world, from what I can gather, from what little I could find. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name <laughs> to death. It's it is phenomenal. It's Spielkreis uh, Heisch. Uh, Heischel Spinchen. Yeah. I know what you're German. About. I have I have German <laughs> heritage and I don't know how to fucking speak German apparently, so that's great. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I know exactly what you talk what you're talking about. I've seen this name written on online and like this sticker is plastered on, on board game boxes that win awards there, and I've never known how to pronounce it. But uh yeah. I know just... I know it's Spiel. I just call it that. We'll call it. We'll call it affectionately. Mega big German game convention. How about that? We'll just call Sounds it great. that. I'm yeah. sure it's it's like GameCon. Wow. Let's make it simple, Americans. Let's go. So, um, we're yeehaw. Uh, anyways, so he started going into these uh, conventions and kind of like started playing around with uh, other people, and he started getting ideas. And he actually tried to uh, put in a couple of his own. Actually, and they, you know, they got some, they got published, I think, mm-hmm. after a couple of years, but they really stayed central to like Germany and like Europe, and they never really had a, this big mass market appeal. Um, but eventually, he actually uh, uh, put in the time and effort, and he actually started using, uh, bringing friends over. And because uh, I believe the first couple of games he did, he really just kind of like kept it to himself. He didn't really take it out into public and things like that. The second one, which is Settlers of Catan, which is like his, I believe is a second or third one. 
he started bringing people over like friends and family and he actually like started using them as like test groups hmm. of all things, which is great. Okay. So much like us, he, he really started to like work out the kinks uh, on his game and things like that. And to learn, you know, what makes it a good game? Did this game go, go for too long? You know, did this game yeah. go, um, is is the is the, are the game mechanics off? He started like having people take notes. Were there too many sheep on the board? Yes, <laughs> there are always too many sheep. They have overpopulated, and now the sheep are ruling the world. You know, it's just like you know, are they too fluffy? Do you not want to harvest these sheep? Yes, they are too fluffy and they're too cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, now I'm thinking about you've got me thinking about my kid. My kid just started making animal noises, and now he knows the noise for sheep, and he goes ba 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 ba. So that's my brain right there. It's just a thousand oh, different directions, a thousand different directions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a period when, when they're like one or two and it's just like animal noises are just all the rage. Oh um, yeah. And that's like, they're so fascinated by any animal they see. And then they just start like spouting out the noise that, that animal makes. That is, that's like their favorite thing to do. Not even naming them, just saying yeah. what they say. Yeah, so it's funny. My wife, um, she's a Spanish teacher, so she, we're, te- we're teaching him Spanish and English, and she'll ask yeah. him like, "Que dice caballo?" So he'll be like, "You know, hee hee hee," like 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 a, like a horse, like hee hee hee. That's that's how they say uh, <laughs> they neigh in, in Spanish. Or okay. like, but the thing is, okay. when we try to ask him like, "Que dice elefante?" He makes this horrendous like squeaky noise, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is that? That is not even an elephant noise." And I'm like. Where did you hear this from? But I got him on video and I want to post it later on at some point to let people see this because it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. It makes me oh, laugh absolutely. every time. I love it to death. But We're just two boys with a shared bucket full of dreams and a little bucket full of various topics. My name's Callum and with me as always is Stephen. And together we're the Talking Bucket Heads. We discuss everything from movies to music albums and social issues and everything in between. Every week we discuss the latest movie news followed by two topics which we take out of our bucket. The bucket decides everything and every week is a gamble. With new episodes every weekend, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music and wherever else you find your podcast. Come along with us and take a dive in the bucket. But yeah, so like bringing family into it, like I said, he really gets his family involved in this board game aspect uh, of testing it and trying it and, and and just making sure everything works out well. And actually after he tests it for probably a good, like, like three to four years. And okay. so he, he puts a lot of time and effort into this. Um, and he, he, he eventually uh, takes it to the board game uh, convention. Um, I believe it is in around like 95, 96, he takes it there. Mm-hmm. and he he it actually wins first prize of all things and a lot of times from what i've i've gathered is that uh board games when they win this award back in the day they would win the award they'd gain some popularity probably sell you know a few thousand uh, yeah. uh units and then they would kind of slump off and they wouldn't go outside the the um the uh european market well yeah. apparently that did not obviously did not happen to this um which is um, it's amazing. So what happened was it, it kind of slowly, like most things do, it, it, it saturated Europe. It didn't go away. It kept on selling hundreds of uh, hundreds of thousands of units. And it eventually actually made its way awesome. into New York, which New York is like the, the big epicenter. It's the international trade uh, point yeah. for the United States, obviously. Um, and that's where it got picked up by Mayfair, 
uh, in in the U.S. and obviously it was all downhill from there for the U.S. Yeah. market at least. So, but yeah, it, it was really it was kind of one of the Cinderella stories of the time, you know, because he it's the Cinderella board game. Yeah, essentially, yeah. You know, he, he didn't he did not expect it to to be as popular as it was, and and it's just it's it's just blown up, man. Yeah. I mean, between ninety five and two thousand fifteen, to put it into perspective, it, it's it's sold more than twenty two million copies, and they have over it's been created put into over thirty languages. So yeah. I don't think any other board game can boast that. I mean, I mean, I don't know any other. I mean, maybe, maybe Monopoly, maybe. I, I, uh, I don't even know if Monopoly. You could put Monopoly up there. What do you think? Hold on, Monopoly. I, I'm googling this right now. Monopoly units sold. I have a feeling it's going to be bigger. I have a feeling. I mean, it might be. Uh oh, yeah, it's quite a bit bigger. Um, How it's two hundred seventy-five million. I'm sorry, Hasbro. <laughs> don't come after me. <laughs> With a lawsuit slap, for like, how dare you? A guy like shows up my house and like a top hat and a monocle and just slaps me across the face and then hops out in his little car and just like, beep, 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 beep. and I'm like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's the kind of shit they would probably do just to make a point. I, That'd be I, great. I, you know, if you recorded that as a podcast episode on video, I would love to see it. I, I think you would. I think that'd be your most popular video by get, far. Get, getting pimp slapped by the Monopoly man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty entertaining to me. I mean, um, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't know what to do, and I would probably just take it and just like let it happen and hope to got it, it got on video because yeah. I could I could probably throw on TikTok or something. Who the hell knows? So, and I would hope you would hit him back because honestly, Monopoly it it, it really sucks. Um, That's an awful game, isn't it? <laughs> That's a terrible game. Like like with with Catan, right? He he played with uh, with his family and friends. It's very clear that whoever made Monopoly or Risk never did that. No, they never no. had to experience was, like a ten-hour game with it their was a, family. You know, it was a guy that was like a, probably a banker in real life, but he's like, "What? A, what's what's fun for me? I'm going to make a banking game. That sounds like fun." <laughs> and then on top of it, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it where people or kids will learn about the American real estate market <laughs> on an early age and learn that it's not yeah. fair and that it sucks. What? I do. Oh, I do happen like to know. I do happen to know some Monopoly history. It's actually really cool. Uh, it was um like a social socialism game and a capitalism game made at the same time in the what? socialism game everybody won but in the capitalism version only one group only one person won but everybody like get that game better and it was supposed to highlight like i think it was supposed to highlight how socialism was better because everybody wins that is bizarre <laughs> instead monopoly the capitalistic version took off and sold 275 million copies I don't know how I'd feel about like a Marxist or a socialist version of uh, of Monopoly. That'd be kind of amazing. It sounds really boring, to be honest. It's like, oh, everybody gets money. One person passes go, everybody gets money. You flip okay. over a card. You flip over a card. Uh, we see that you're you are a capitalist dog. Time to take down your industrial complex. It's like what? <laughs> you know, if anybody if you, could make that game and make it entertaining, I would actually really like to play it. I, I know it's just like it's like you see, seeing if you own more than X amount of like X, it's it's like it's like you pull a card and it says you uh, if you own more than X amount of property, divvy that among say, the other players, and I'm like, son of a bitch, you just like <laughs> just, just like your wealth will be redistributed to the Commonwealth. All hail to the glorious leader. I'm like what? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's like some yeah, North Korean maybe, bullshit. Maybe you just try to be the worst player because then everybody has to pay you instead of you giving away all of your ah, stuff. I guess, ah, yeah. That, that, that's that a secret. I could do. That I could do. Because <laughs> there's sometimes, so fun fact, I, might, I hope James listens to this later. There's sometimes when I know he's he, he's already got a game plan and he's already, like I wait, like whatever game we're playing, I can see him ahead of time, like, he gets like few turns ahead of me and he's like so far. I'm like, I'm not going to win this. So my whole goal of that game is to torpedo him as hard <laughs> as possible and make him lose. It drives him up the wall and it's <laughs> so much fun to do. It's just phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever done stuff like that, but it's like I've, some days yeah. I like to do that. <laughs> Definitely done that. Definitely done that. Uh, Katan too, because like you can actually start trapping people, making sure they can't the build roads? settlement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the roads are the worst weapon. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm stuck on my portion of the board then because I have, like, five roads surrounding me. I can't go anywhere. Yeah, I know. So I guess we're kind of, like, digging into it. Like, So, like, the gameplay. So do you want to explain a little bit about the gameplay at all on Catan? Because I know we kind of did a brief overview about, like, how you play and things like that. Or Yeah. Because I, I have so, a lot. I have a whole page dedicated to the gameplay. So I guess <laughs> Yeah, I, I see that. Uh, I know, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess... I guess what's unique about the gameplay, even starting out, is the way you set up the game is, is different. Being that uh, you set up with uh, with the map being different every time you play the game, yep. right? Because um, you have those hexagons, and it all right. gets shuffled together, and it's just randomly kind of set up, right? Yeah, it's not like Monopoly or Risk, where it's like the same board every time, exactly. which gets really boring after the second time you play I mean, you kind of get your... You kind of, even though it's a kind of a random roll of the dice on Monopoly, you kind of have a game plan about what you want to get at yeah. some point, like, and you can kind of like go from there. But with Catan, you have to reevaluate yourself every single time, right? Like every time, even the every time the board is created. Yeah. So every even time, if you, yeah, even if you start from there, yeah. So it's it's like any depending on where you start, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, like the position of lands are all different and then you number them. They all have numbers associated with, with die rolls, right? So if you roll like if you roll the six and the six happens to be on clay, that means whoever's adjacent to the clay will get a um will get a, a will get some clay. clay. Yeah. <laughs> and so you place your settlements strategically on these differently placed hexagons with differently placed numbers uh every single game and then uh and so the first thing you do is Placing the settlements, which is probably the most strategic part of the game. Where are you going to start out? What resources are you going to start collecting first off? Um, and then it's uh, another thing that I really liked is the first person goes and they place their settlement. And then it goes uh, around the table, right? And then the last person to place, he places two. Yep. And then and it so goes back it, around. I know. It's, it, so it, even at the very, very beginning, it kind of yeah. makes you think, like, do I want to go first and be able to place where I want to go or do I want to go last and have just a little bit extra uh-huh. to start off with? It's, yeah. and it's, and so just even just that, it just, it's something different and new that a lot of people I don't think were used to in American yeah. games, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. Normally it's like, do I want to be Mr. Hat or do I want to be the car? I'm going to be the hat. And then you just put yeah. that at go and you, and you, you roll the dice. Right. But this I'm, time I, it's like, I, I, I'm more of a puppy dog kind of guy. I like the, I like the, <laughs> whatever that was a Scottish Terrier, whatever those things are. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I always loved the top hat. That was always my thing. <laughs> oh man, 
Yeah. So, yeah, but it, that's like I said, it's just like, you don't really, or like, what color do I want to win when you're playing Sorry? Do you want to be red, blue, or green <laughs> or yellow? It's just like, you know, okay, cool. But uh, at the end sorry. of the day, you you kind of you kind of sit there and tell yourself, you know, it's like, what, but with this, it's, you don't really care what color you are, you know, like whatever, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you kind of get that strategy kind of set into it. Or even if you want to yeah. do something like risk, you know, it all, it, it's all random, right. You know, where you start off with, or, but you still kind of have that idea of like where you want to try and carve your pathway and what yeah. you want to try and conquer. It's kind of the same idea, but with this, it's not the same every time, like it would be in, in risk almost, but yeah. I, I, that's what kind of really fascinates me about this game. And, and on top of it, like you said, you can, they've added so many expansions to this game that you can throw in so many more tiles. Like you could literally double this thing in size if you choose to do so and you can do it. Yeah. And it's, uh, you, and it's, you, yeah. It's that's a six player version. I, I sort of like the six player version. I, when it gets to six, that gets too much for me. I like the five. I like four or five people. I think that's my sweet spot with this, because five people gets you the bigger map, but it doesn't take as long as it does with six people. <laughs> yeah, it, it can it can take quite a bit of time with like six people. So, like you said, it, 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 especially like with like how how you play the game, and eventually you set it up, and the whole point of the game is obviously to try and get up to. I think it's ten points. Is ten points yeah. is what you do to win. Yeah. And so as you go, you 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 gain resources and you and you yeah. have to use different types of resources to do certain you know uh, activities like if you want to build a road, yeah. you have to have uh was it is it is it wheat and or is it is it is it wheat and and clay and then it makes brick. Um wait. All right, so wheat and clay. So wheat and clay, I'm trying to remember what they're used for. You can use wheat, clay, brick, and wood to make a settlement. And settlements yeah, are always that. worth a point. And then settlements always help you get more resources. And then and then it takes like three wheat and two ore to make to upgrade your settlement to a city, which means you'll get double the resources whenever yeah. those numbers are drawn. Plus, you get an extra point. And then you have to use like clay and wood to make the longest road, we'll get which gets you two points. You can get resource car you can get like these random resource cards, which is I think ore. What is it? Or sheep and wheat. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can get these cards that give you like an extra point, or maybe they'll just give you the largest army. So there's like so many things that you can use these different resources to build. And my favorite part is like collecting these resources, looking around, figuring out what everybody wants, and then you start trading. Yep. Um, yeah. That's like my favorite part of Monopoly always. And this part just brings that to the forefront. Like, oh, every round you can trade all of your new stuff with everybody that's around you and you better come up with a better deal than somebody does to your right because uh otherwise they're going to take what you wanted and then no, you absolutely. won't get that, that sweet sweet settlement <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how many times i've literally I, when my wife and i started uh, dating which was probably about 15 years ago it, it, we we like you said it was about the same time we started playing this with my aunt and we do this every christmas and it was the same thing she got really good about make giving out better deals than i did because i was uh, i was i'm a lot shrewder than she is yeah. about like what i want to give away and things like that i'm a little bit of a tight ass compared to her so <laughs> and, and and she was like way more of like she didn't care she would like she would do things like like I can I can I can do without an extra sheep or I can do without an extra or whatever it was, yeah. and she would do that 
and she won so many games because she'd only do it like once or twice. And I would never do it when I was younger. Like I say younger, but 23, I was like 20, 18, something like that at the time. And I would never do that. And I think it was just my biggest downfall about not willing to being willing to negotiate. I was just like, <laughs> looking back at it, I'm like, I'm a, I was an idiot, you know? It was just yeah. like, and she and was way, <laughs> way more, way more about that game than I was. She was way into it. She still likes it. We actually ended up buying it. And she still plays it. We play it every once in a while. I kind of want to play it with my kids. So oh, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be, it'll be great. So, yeah. But so like on, on top of these other, um, these other uh these resources and the way to win like what are some of the hindrances in the game so i know like there's two big major ones you remember which one they what they are the two big hindrances uh is it like the robber in the desert yeah or so yeah yeah, that's those are the two big ones so do you want to explain like kind of the 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 mechanics behind those do you remember the robber is like the the only way you can really like attack somebody in any way and the robber is uh, every time you roll a seven, which is obviously the most common roll you can make uh, with two die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every time you roll a seven, nobody gets resources from their their tiles because there is no number seven out. Instead, you take this little robber token and you cover up somebody's like hexagon where they can normally draw resources. You cover it up so that way they can't get resources from their hexagon mm-hmm. and you get to steal a card from somebody who is attached to that hexagon. Which, in a, in a, <sighs> that could be a huge hindrance. I mean, especially yeah. if you're like, you're like, man, I just really want to upgrade my cities. And it just drops it down on that ore tile or whatever yeah. it is. And it just totally just torpedoes your your whole line of, of, <laughs> uh, 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 of attack at that point for the game or strategy for the game. Yeah, and then and it comes, then it kind of like eventually is like, well, then then maybe that person will roll seven. And they'll put it on yours. It'll screw you over for a little bit, but it's so much fun. Or maybe they put it on the one tile where it's like completely devastates the only resource uh, place for that resource in the whole game. Oh, I and hate it when just, that and then, yeah. and then you're just sitting there with like six freaking like you know wheat in your hand. You're like, what in God's name am I going to do with six wheat? <laughs> <laughs> like what do what what do, like i'm just gonna turn it in yeah. i'm just gonna trade two in that's all. i'm just gonna trade it in oh you yeah just kind of go with it you know oh yeah it's always the worst especially when you have the wheat and you need ore in order to make wheat efficient and then somebody blocks out all the ore it's like well thank you i guess i just i have a bunch of useless cards and then <laughs> and then like this happened to, this happened to me way more than i've ever wanted it to like somebody blocks me and then, like, it's a tile, and it's like, I don't care. That number never gets rolled. And then the number gets rolled, like, five times in a row. Yep. <laughs> you're like, well, yeah. you're like, piss on you. It's just like, yeah. I'm done. It's like, I'm done. You just, like, that's kind of like some, a certain point, you kind of just throw your hands up a little bit, and you kind of want to just, like, strangle the, the Catan god and just, like, why? Why have you done this to me? Or it's here. Here's a here's a biblical reference. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't know how many times I've said that. Like it was, it's hilarious. I'll do yeah. it whenever I, our our priest buddy comes into town, Andrew. It's, it's James's brother, and I'll say that to him. And he goes, "Why do you constantly try to just get under my sky? I do it just to kind of like pick at him a little bit." I'm like, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" And he's just like looks at me like you're just being a jackass now, Dave. And I'm like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> But normally what comes out of my my mouth is like, my sister, my sister, why did you put the robber on me again? (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. That would be good. I like that. My sister, my sister, why have you done this to me? (laughs) 
Uh, that's I, that normally comes out more passive aggressively. Yes. Um, so <laughs> another part that I love about Katad is like we can get really into it, but at the end of the day, it lasts like ninety minutes, and then yeah. it's over, and then everybody like cools down, and you're like, "Well, do you want to play again?" <laughs> yeah, you're just like, uh, I don't know. You're just like a little party of just like, I want to win. <laughs> You're like, yeah. and you're pissed that that one person got it got up on you, and you like got just a little bit over on you, and you're just yeah. like, damn it, like why, why did yeah. this happen? And it's, <laughs> but I, but I love that kind of stuff. So, but like going into it a little bit more. So let's let's talk about. Have you gotten any of the? Uh, so we kind of like touched touched on this a little bit. You know, the expansions. Have you gotten any expansions at all, or played any of them? Yeah, um, I played uh, the Seafarers expansion. Okay. Um, which is really cool. It um, basically you have your little island, and it'll give you different island shapes to make mm-hmm. the use hexagons in. Um, and then it has like a, a sea around it, and then maybe another little island that you can sail to. So instead of building roads, you can build this line of ships that goes over to this new island where you can then settle with your with your new little settlements. Well, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's. It's not too complicated. It's just adding a, another layer onto what you already have. And uh, and I'm a huge fan of like pirates and ship themes in general, and I don't get that enough in my board games. So I really like this expansion. So so Tyke kind of like topping off of that, uh, jumping off that. So uh, something I didn't go over in the history. Did you know that Klaus had originally wanted so that the theme, the read, the, the whole theme that he had off this, like the history, he was kind of like looking into Vikings a little, a lot. And so oh, that's where okay. he, that's where he gets this idea of the settlers are coming to this land to build a settlement. And so back in the day, a lot of, a lot of these Viking tribes, they weren't, they weren't unified, right? And yeah. so a lot of them, they would just go off on their own and sometimes they would land in the same settlements or in the same lands and they would try to settle. So you'd have multiple like Viking settlements like still battling with each other <laughs> on these new settlements. That's cool. And so it's the, that's, that's kind of where he got this from. It's really kind of an interesting concept that, you know, when you even when you kind of bring that up with like trade routes, because that's what they did is they would yeah. go and they would settle, make a settlement plunder the the resources the people whatever it is and then yeah. ship it back to uh where wherever they're from up on norway you know that's what they would yeah. do and that's that's the that's whole really that's, awesome. that that was their shtick so you know yeah. but yeah it's kind of an interesting kind of concept i just i totally forgot about that a little bit but yeah that's that's kind of cool so have you have you played any of the other expansions other than the seafarers one because that's the only other one i played too so um i think there's this other one called cities and knights yeah, I so that one is uh man, that one adds a adds a lot of stuff. Um it's hard I for mean, me to I, I didn't play it that often because it often overcomplicated it and made it last a lot longer, which is something I not I don't really like <laughs> in a in a uh, game of Catan. Um yeah, that's, but cities, <laughs> yeah, that's cities, go ahead. It, it was a it was like it added like three more resources. Um, like you could get like the extra special wheat, the extra special like parchment paper or whatever, instead of the, the sheep wool. And then you could upgrade your cities to be a metropolis. And as you upgrade your cities, you get like, I think you get like more powers or something. I can't remember what was associated with that, but you do end up getting a lot more points. And then, and then something weird happens when you roll a seven. It's not just that the robber is out. Um, it's that. 
there's a countdown timer, I think, that happens. Maybe it's not when you roll a seven. It's when you roll uh, a die face. I'm going to explain this partly because I haven't played this expansion that much. No, it's okay. But there's a then there's this countdown where you're going to be invaded by pirates. Mm-hmm. And you need to have knights out. You can actually build these knights and you can move manipulate the robber with them. And you can make them active. And if you have a bunch of active knights that are equivalent to the strength of these pirates that are about to invade, then uh, the person who contributed the most knights gets a point. Yeah. Or... Or, uh, if you fail, the person who contributed the least is going to have their city demolished. Makes sense. Yeah. So, you, then, so it's funny. I, I'm look, I actually just looked up. You were like 99% there. So it's barbarians. <laughs> it's all it is. It's, yeah, it's barbarians instead of pirates. But yeah, it's the same thing okay. like you said. If the whole concept is right, you know, like you, you, you get in there and you have to have the equivalency of um, uh, 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 knights to barbarians so you can survive, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, but it throws in uh, three new commodities, paper, coin, and cloth. Um, yeah, I can't remember how to... G- oh, your cities act weird in this one. That's what it is. Your cities can get you the normal resource, like like sheep, or it can get you sheep and cloth. Okay. And when it's up to, to a city. Um, so I'm you don't get to... double of every resource this time. You get the special resources with cities. Huh. That would be kind of cool. So I've actually never played any of the other ones except for the Seafarers one. I really kind of kind of want to get them because once I know how how you are with your kids. Because how old are your are your your kids? Are they kids are five and two. Okay, so sh- they're probably getting close. Like probably once they get to like that eight year old maybe range. Probably it's kind of where I was going to shoot for it. Probably. Oh yeah, um, because I, I think I always let my daughter like come in and she like like. You know, we play like Candyland together because that's the most she can handle. Uh, <laughs> but like when it comes to my board game, she always like wants to peek on the table, see what's going on. And then I let her like roll some dice or whatever. She gets really into it. That's awesome. Yeah. And so like I, I noticed like so I started playing my my nephews are about the same age as your girls. Yeah. So the one so the oldest is he is eight and the youngest is he is uh no, take the back. The oldest is seven and the youngest is five. Okay. So he he he's just getting I started play we actually started playing a lot of game board games with the the five year old and he is super competitive. Like it's unnatural. Like and I'm I just do things to like kind of piss him off. Like, but we'll yeah. do things, we'll play like candy land, shoots and ladders. He actually really likes to play Monopoly of all things. We were talking <laughs> about that earlier. Monopoly Junior. It's it's a, okay. it's a little yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's the same thing, just junior version. So it's so funny though; he gets so mad. <laughs> I have never seen a child get so mad about losing the game. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, it says you have to go to jail, and he's like, oh, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't make the rules, man. I'm like, I'm just trying to be, you know, tell you what's going on. He's just, and he's just like, he's like this game is stupid. And I'm like, waiting for him one day to like just do the that you know the obligatory like board flip. It's <laughs> what I'm waiting for. Has he done it yet? No, not yet. Okay. Thank God. He tries to cheat though to get around things, but he's like like most small children. He's very very bad at it. <laughs> cheating, so like oh man, cheating it's, at it's Monopoly so, was always a staple for us. But yeah, yeah. So it's so funny. Like it's 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 going. On, I got two stories for cheating. One, yeah. so he like well, he'll roll. It's a, his. This is his patent. He like he'll roll and maybe he rolls like a three and he'll like oh he he sees that he's gonna land on like somebody's square to have to pay them and he like 
skips over it like oh that doesn't count <laughs> you little shit oh, like, why, do you think, why do you think that i'm also like i'm like let's go back where were you at and he's like and then he tries to lie he's like oh, i was here and i go well if you were here you didn't pay me for that and he just goes he just like deadpans and i'm like <laughs> he's like he gets caught in the lie like it's a double whammy and he gets so pissed um the other story talking about monopoly but like cheating so my grandpa, he's, he's passed away. He's, he's, he passed away a few years ago, but he, he was the same way. He loved Monopoly to death and he would play with us, but he cheated so bad. So can you imagine <laughs> a 60, a 60 year old man is playing with like eight year olds and 10 year olds and he's cheating. So, cause he, he refused to lose. He did. He wanted to win, but he was always the banker. So you already see this is gone. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow he never ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would like and he would miraculously like get titles and the the the, the deed cards for some of the properties and i was just like <laughs> dude that is that's the way to play monopoly right there let's and be honest is, it's really it really just rewards a bunch of cheating that's exactly a, that's all it's for like my brothers i have older brothers and they there's one time in particular where I remember they played and then they got me to lose. And then once they got me to lose, they were done because their whole joy was cheating and trying to distract me from like landing when they landed on my properties or stealing the money out or, or taking my properties and giving it to themselves. Um, like, I don't know if you guys played it like as long as you didn't pay attention and you rolled, you wouldn't have to pay, right? That's what we yes. did. Oh yeah. That was a that's a consistent rule. Yeah, we rewarded cheating. <laughs> Isn't that bad? That, that's, if you, that's if you could at? get away with it, then it worked. That was the that's the way we played the Monopoly. That is phenomenal. Well, unlike Monopoly though, like Catan <laughs> is definitely like they they definitely value the rules a little oh, bit yeah. more. So much so that I don't know if you knew this or not, because I, I I was kind of looking it up. They actually have a world uh a world championship of Catan. No it's, way, it's, really? Yeah, yeah. So it is let me look here. Uh, I had it pulled up. Uh, yeah. So let me go scroll down the old Wikipedia page. Um, it is yeah. So they have tournaments. They have a U.S. Na- a U.S. national championship. So it's every every year. Well, not in the last few years, but they kind of like started jumping it to where it was every every other year or every three years, which is how yeah. they do the um, which is how they do the uh, the international like the world tournament. And they have they have people players come come from all over the like the world. Like here's an example, like the winners, um, and they've had people from Ireland, Germany, Italy, the Czech Republic, Finland, Latvia, United wow. States, uh, Netherlands, Austria, Estonia of all places, Mexico, you know, Japan, Colombia, uh, Denmark, Japan. It's oh, I already said Japan, but Japan Lithuania. Yeah. yeah, Lithuania, Hong That's Kong, cool. apparently. It's it, like so. Like I said, they have they have so many uh, places, and they're actually going to have it this year in Malta uh, of uh, Malta of Valletta. Malta is where it's going to be at this year, and it's. Uh, um, I don't know exactly when it is supposed to be. November. It's going to be in November. Okay. So uh, for people, if you're listening and you want to watch it, I'm sure it'll be live streamed <laughs> at some point on Twitch or somewhere and you'll be able to watch it. So yeah. I kind of, a little part of me kind of want to wants to watch it this year and see what it's like just, just to see what, 
Yeah, a little part of me. Like, just to see what level, what level do you have to be at to get to, like, the championships? And, like, how, like, how good do you have to be? I, I'm just curious. Because I don't even know if there's, like, a world, I don't even know if there's a prize or anything at all. But I just think it's amazing that they would do something like this. That's, I think that's really funny. Is there, is there a consistent, like, champion? No. So, that's another thing. There is always somebody different, it looks like. Um... So, like, the first year, it was... If you go to, like, the Catan uh, Wikipedia page, it's definitely on there. So, you have... it's. I don't think anybody has won it more than once, from what I, I can tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I... As much as I have grown up with Catan and, and have loved it, uh, like, especially being exposed to, like, later board games, um, one of the things that I've, like, come to not like as much is, like, the amount of chance that's involved. There's like, definitely... I mean, the fact that you're just rolling dice and like, there's no way to really mitigate the number that comes out. You're just stuck with it. Um, That's something that it's like, well, you know, sometimes the twos just get rolled like five times in a row. And that one guy who had, who was on the the two wheat hacks suddenly starts getting tons of resources. You're like, what about my really good hexes? Why aren't they not producing anything? I, I planned this out. Why is it working? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's kind of I, it's kind I, of interesting though that the same winner isn't um they don't have the same winner for this game over and over again. Cause that seems to point to the fact that there's probably some more chance going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like you said, much like you said, it's very much a chance based kind of thing. So but yeah, kind of going off that, like they, 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 it's just become that world phenomenon so much so that it's, yeah. it, it, like you said, it has that that world championship um, and other things too. So they, they, they've got, um, they love it. It's been, you know, beloved so much. They made it into a video game twice, um, which I actually have it on Steam. I, I yeah, love I playing that it. One. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. And they're actually yeah. um, working on making it into. Um, a movie actually to, <laughs> of all things so yeah yeah isn't that kind of bizarre i don't know why I mean, somebody would I, like what are you gonna do uh let us go we settle <laughs> we are and, of Catan. it's like what i i don't know there's not much going on in Catan except for like warring settlements i feel like that movie has been made and better yeah it's definitely like the vikings tv show yeah. way better I was yeah. all about that. That was like consumed like three years of my life. So <laughs> I, 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 I liked that a lot more in my opinion, but I don't, yeah, yeah I don't I, know. That, but that theme is amazing. I love the theme in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So my yeah. wife gets on to me. She's like, where do you get some of this freaking music? Like, she doesn't like, like it, but yeah. she just thinks it's interesting, but it'll, like, I'll play that. Or like I played, um, what was the one, um, Oh, my mother, my mother told me someday you will die or somebody, someday you will buy a galley with good oars, sail to distant shores. And that's another one, like one of those songs they sing yeah. in there. Yeah. And I played like, I played it like constantly. Like one time she came home from work and I was like, take care of my kid. And she's just like, it's like, what are you letting him listen to? Like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I have problems. Okay. I'm like, I listen to the Lord of the Rings, like soundtracks. And like, there are these other guys that do like, they do, um, this is like way off topic, but it's great. So um, I listen to it's a group, and I cannot remember what their name of the group is called, but they do um, all the Lord of the they go through all the Lord of the Rings books and they look at all the um, poems and lyrics done by J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, and they find that stuff and they make song. They they put 
uh, tunes to it, and they put like the they use the lyrics and they make the songs. Oh, that's and they're awesome! S- they're so good. So, and I if I I have to list, look them up at some point, but and I'll I'll, send, I'll text it to you later. But it's oh, it's please it's do. Fun- I'll, I'll listen to them. It's it's so good. But anyways, yeah, that's me going on my nerdy musical yeah. note there. But oh, yeah, speak, my wife- if you if you like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, though, recently we found out that on Castbox, I think mm-hmm. they have um, like dramatic readings of like the hobbit like it's just the book being read but every character has it sounds like a professional voice actor doing it almost i love that stuff though yeah and then there's tons of background like music like when the songs come on they're actual songs um that is so cool it's really cool and yeah it's free it's on Castbox. i it's just the hobbit i i can't remember the time i'll text that to you too and (laughs) we're gonna have these links in the episode i'm sure uh, uh yeah well we can throw them in there for you guys too yeah so if oh, you yeah. guys like this kind of stuff because i know how you are but i'm a very much i like to listen to audiobooks like while i'm doing stuff around the house things oh, like yeah. that okay. and every once in a while and, and it's funny you bring this up my wife is actually a rereading so i have an old set of uh the hobbit and the lord of the rings books from back from like the 70s like my dad bought them and, and i i, that, I still the one do the does uh legolas look like does he look like he almost has like a perm not a perm but you know he's got like I don't know. I have to look at them again, but they're like the old, it's like this weird, like gold, like off gold color, but they have a green like book case, like container for all four of them to go into. It's old. It's like the, it's like the cheap, like the, the, the paperback versions where they kicked them all a bunch of them out at once. They they reprinted them. Yeah. And my wife has been rereading the Hobbit of all things. And I was like looking at that and I'm like, man, I really want to re-listen to, (laughs) re-listen to all these again. Cause I love I love those books to death. And it just kind of makes me think of this kind of stuff of like, you know, these distant lands and all these, you know, you know, middle earth. And like, what kind of like, what was it like to be there? And it's probably like horrifying if you didn't live inside the Shire or someplace nice, (laughs) but it was just, it's just kind of one of those ideas of like, you know, what was this world like much like, you know, like, you probably think about it as like with Catan, it's like, what would this, what is this world like? What would it be like going to a brand new land and try to settle there and make a, a life kind of thing? So it's just yeah. really kind of interesting to look into, but yeah, that's, that's, that, that's I, it's I, funny I, that they want to do it too, because like, I know, I think with uh, Catan in particular, it used to be called Settlers of Catan. Now it's just called Catan. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 they shortened it. Like if you look at the box, I think it still says like in small writing, it's like settlers up and then it's just Catan. It's like as big as you can make it <laughs> without yeah. covering up the artwork. I, I actually think it's officially called Catan now. Like they even just dropped settlers of. Oh, they did. Yeah. Um, I think there's been oh, a, yeah, movement. you're right. Yeah. You're there's, right. There's been a movement to, uh, I think it's kind of in, in response to colonialism in general. And they oh. wanted to kind of like smooth that over and just say, "All right, this is Catan now. We're not we're not settling this place. Just Catan." <laughs> you know, we're just we're we're lightly incorporating into our lives and building cities there, but we're not settling it. <laughs> no, we're like, not settling it at all. Everything else is the same. We're just not settling. It. Yeah, just like we're gonna you're gonna use soft language here, <laughs> soft gentle language, cultivating yeah. Catan, cultivating Catan. Oh. <laughs> it's a game where everyone wins. Just That's like right. the Sage Bros. Oh my sweet Jesus. And full circle. There it is. There it is. I love it. Well, all right, guys. So I think I think that's where we're gonna we're wrapping it up because like I said, I think we've just delved down into the 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 murky mire, which is just us making up board game names. But so like let me let me ask you this. Kind of going off your guys' theme, 
would you let your daughter play this? Like at, oh, at a certain point. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to play when she's like, I think eight. I think eight is when I'm finally going to like give her a game and she's going to learn it. And she will hopefully still think it's cool then because by the time she's in high school, she'll think I, I'm nerdy and I know she's going to rebel against it. Uh, <laughs> but when she's eight, I'll get her while she's young and she'll get into it. And I think she'll really like it. So I have that kind of uh, the idea of like talking about high school and our kids going to high school. I have this dread that my kid is going to be like super jockey and like really into sports. And I'm just like, dude, I, I, I watch hockey and I like rugby. And I'm like, if you don't like those two things, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm not here at all for you, unfortunately. And my wife wants nothing to do with sports. She's been to like two sports games in her entire life. She went to a Cardinals game and a St. Louis Blues game with me because I love the Blues. So but it's it's yeah that's that's her. But other than that, it's yeah. I, I I severely hope that like once he hits that kind of like eight or like nine, he he's gonna want to play it. I kind of want to take the my my uh, uh, sellers of Catan over to my nephews to see if they like it and kind of oh, see yeah. how they how they dig it because that'll kind of give me a taste of whether or not my kid, uh, my oldest, will want to play it. Uh, but like I said, yeah, it's it's it's. It's one of those games. It's like you don't know whether or not they're going to like it or not, but that's why you have like a thousand different board games. Hopefully, much like we do, <laughs> just, you yeah. know, you know, hopefully like just see they sticks. like. Hopefully, something sticks, and I swear to, I hope to God it's not Monopoly because <laughs> I will have to break his heart every single time we play it because I will cheat. So <laughs> I, have to, I have to follow so my grandpa. I have to follow my follow yeah. my fam, my grandfather's footsteps and just destroy his like life. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah. it, it seems that I own 98 percent of the board. Do you want to continue to play? <laughs> just like just crush, <laughs> just crush him. You uh, be calling me John D. Rockefeller, sir? <laughs> Man, I think that that's just a tradition of dad to uh, to cheat at Monopoly. I think you have oh, to yeah. continue. Oh, absolutely. It just crushes <laughs> dreams between traumatizing him as a child and like jumping out and scaring him, but also just crushing his hopes and dreams a little bit. So I'm like, it's okay. I'm just getting ready for the real world. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> this is what my father did to me. Now I pass I, it on to you. That, that's right. And no, no hugs or kisses. And now to destroy your dreams. This is like, what? Uh, classic dad. I know, absolutely. <laughs> so, but anyways, Jesse, I just want to say thanks for coming by and just waxing philosophical with me and, and waxing and just shooting the bull with me a little bit about this wonderful uh, family pastime that we both had throughout our entire lives. But yeah, it's a, so do you you want to plug where uh, where they can find you guys at on uh, your podcast? Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're Not Your Father's Movies. Um, you can find us at www.nyfmovies.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there. It links to all of our socials. You can also find us at, at uh, NYF Movies on Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, on our Facebook, uh, Not Your Father's Movies Facebook page. We even have a subreddit, R Not Your Father's Movies. Um, that's the least popular of all of our options. But if you want to go see that, then you can. Um, well, Reddit, simply... Reddit, is, Reddit is a dark place, my friend. <laughs> it's a... Uh... <sighs> It is, but I love it. <laughs> it's true. And many, many a night, like just going off into the deep, but like, man, why am I on botched surgeries uh, on Reddit, you know, subreddit, or why am I Ooh, on our, yeah. our, our, uh, what was the one I found the other way? Inspirational posters, uh, subreddit. Dude, there you can, there's some really fun ones out there. It's like just stupid stuff. And it's just like, hang in there. Yeah. And it's just like some guy, like hanging from a noose or something like that. I'm like, who makes this shit up? Like this is so dark and creepy, but 
But anyways, yeah, it, yeah, it has some. Yeah, Reddit's always it's always a mix of uh, of the terrible things and also like like I'm glad I saw that. That's really cool. Or yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I've got a I've got an affinity to Reddit. It's probably my favorite place besides. Uh, no, it's my favorite place. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely better than it's definitely better than TikTok. I'll promise you that. So oh yeah, never, that. never been there. I yeah, see that no. through Reddit. <laughs> okay it's it is a good that is acceptable sir that is acceptable but yeah we're gonna put all of their links in into our uh into the the show notes and just remember guys like i said go check them out uh check out their podcast see what episodes they have like i said they have a ton of stuff anything it's not just all nerdy stuff they they go over all kinds of different movies they actually did a really great episode uh, the man who shot liberty valance valance i i love oh, yeah. that I, I listened to it, yeah, and I love that movie to death because I love John Wayne and I I love um oh who is the the gentleman the main the main uh, guy Jimmy actually Stewart. Jimmy Stewart yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't remember his name for life uh, do you want the moon I'll, I'll I'll give you the moon I love I love him to death so he's a great actor um but yeah they do all kinds of stuff not just nerdy stuff they they cover a wide range of things guys so check go out there and just check out their 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 podcast and also if you like I said if you guys like what you've heard here today uh like and subscribe to our, our to our channel uh give me a, a review if you would like because I whether it's good or bad I want to know what we can make better about the podcast if you like things like this um and Jesse's dog just jumped into the frame so <laughs> you know <laughs> It's okay. I'm I've got ADD and I'm severely I can be severely distracted easily. My wife says I'm like a butterfly. I'm like, I'm like, so tell me what butterfly. So <laughs> yeah, my, she gets on to me all the time about that kind of stuff. But anyways, yeah, like and subscribe to our channel. Tell us what we did well, tell us what we did bad, so we can fix the problems, make it better. Better content for you is what we want to do, guys. And like I said, um we will hopefully God, your dog is so cute. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's just it's just it's a train wreck the whole the whole thing is a train wreck is what it is. <laughs> but anyways guys um i i want to say thanks for coming by and again jesse thanks for stopping by and hopefully we'll have you guys on again um yeah oh yeah you know, to have some more fun and like i said you know hopefully we can get you and james together and you guys can really dislike just just mold like merge together your love of of board games i'm sure you oh, guys yeah. are just that would yeah. be awesome. And we hope to have you on the podcast again because you've been on Not Your Father's Movies at this point. Um, yes. For our Hellboy episode, which is also on our site. And then you've also had Vito previously on, on your previous Hell, Hellboy episode, which, it's, it's, again, it's, should be previous by the time this episode comes out, right? Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> yeah. crossed is what we're hoping for. But like I said, yeah, it's it's a wonderful relationship that's you know blooming and, and growing and i love you guys to death so like i said well hopefully oh, yeah. like i said we can keep this going as much as possible but absolutely, but it, absolutely well, thank you that. thank you very much for having me on this has been uh this has been a lot of fun awesome so all right guys so we're gonna head out here and like i said guys uh i hope you guys have a wonderful day and hope to see you next week on our next podcast all right guys see ya have a good day Bye. if you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel Add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.